Hi, this is John Keckley, and this is part two of my discussion on business transformation with Carla Kubert. You went through quite a number of things for the preconditions, just that planning activity. Uh, how, and one of the things you mentioned was a strategy revision. I realize those are two different things, but how do you frame that objective? When you're, you're doing that work, you're going to say, this is the objective of a business transformation. How do you frame that? From an objective perspective, it's all focused on benefits. We talked about the business case that's done early on, and that business case will outline the key benefits that an organization will want to realize once the transformation is over. The, the objective is aligned then with that strategy vision, and, and altogether uh, comes to a set of key benefits that are quantifiable that the uh, company can go back to then and ensure that they've realized benefits for. It has to be measurable, something that uh, you can trend over time. Uh, from the standpoint of transformation efforts, the objective is ever-present. It should be the true mission of the business transformation. Along the path of execution, it's critical for the entire transformation team, including the higher level executive leadership of the organization, to understand uh, the objectives and that they're reinforced. Ensuring that the OCM team is on point to address any key cultural transformation issues and considerations. Certainly with any business transformation, you're going to get resistance to change in that OCM team will also uh, be there to address that resistance to change along the way. Great. So as that work goes on, how often do you refer back to the objective? Along the way, the work that's being done should be tied directly to an objective or a core benefit. If it's not, it's extraneous. And a large business transformation effort doesn't have the luxury of time for extraneous activities. So it is something that is definitely tied to a specific benefit and a specific objective. So they, they are, as I said, ever present in the true mission. So they, they are reinforced uh, at weekly sessions, definitely at steering committee meetings. These efforts are directly tied to these objectives or benefits. All right. Well, excellent. Just because I have to do this, I have to ask the corner, the corner case question. How often do you see that objective change during the course of a transformation? Ah, uh, good question. So, overall, the objective usually doesn't change at a high level. What does change is all of the pieces and parts that make up that objective. So smaller pieces change. Um, and that is just a, a key project control mechanism, I would say, in that we have to course correct as needed. Okay, so you'd course correct based on either you're not seeing the change you want or you're maybe you're seeing a, a different strategy, things like that? Yeah, per perhaps. I mean, you know, over time, it, typically a business transformation is going to take a considerable amount of time. As time goes on, uh, perspectives change. There is always an opportunity for a, a client organization to reconsider. Sometimes it is a slight change. Sometimes it can be a major, major change. But we handle that just as we do any other 
change as we we handle uh, change control mechanisms in in projects and programs. Either the client where they're doing a a major project, business transformation. I, I used to call it there. They bet the business on this project, and in my view, they they bet the business and they won. They they were getting what they needed to out of it, but the client itself never they never felt like they had succeeded. And they always felt like the project was a failure while they were doing it. How would you approach coaching a client in a situation like that? Interesting. The the client is considering it a failure during the process, if I can understand a little better. Yeah, I mean, they'd seen, it's, we were in phase three, they'd seen most of the activities. There was enough to see an impact. And yet they considered it a failure. So I think at this point, it's it's sort of a an intervention needs to occur, uh, where executive leadership are they're they're brought together with the key stakeholders to determine is this the right path? If this is how we're feeling and it is truly a failure, how do we turn this into a success? Continuing down the path of failure is is probably not an option. It is stop now, reconsider how we're moving forward, and we're going to have to course correct to some extent. And part of that is going to be our attitude and morale around what we're building. We have to be enthusiastic about what we're building or it doesn't make sense to build it. What are the key roles for an organization in driving a business transformation? Executive leadership keeping everyone focused on strategic goals and ensuring that the business transformation team overall uh, understands that they are behind this effort. Stakeholders, a number of stakeholders, uh, open and clear communication and collaboration is critical uh, to the success of business transformation. The business transformation leader, overall, this person coordinates uh, it's a coordination role driving towards success. And of course, the execution team. There is a team of perhaps IT or business or both, depending on the nature of the transformation. Um, these are individual contributors making it all happen. An OCM team orchestrating uh, organizational change, communications, training, uh, staffing changes those sorts of things, and of course, a governance team, a governing body that makes key decisions along the way. Okay, so that's, that's the roles. Uh, how about the stages of a business transformation? Are there phases like a project life cycle, like a normal development life cycle? Well, similar. It is, it is very similar. It is, it is different to some extent. And one of the things we have to consider anytime we're going through a business transformation is the culture of the client and the type of methodology that the client uses. So it may change from client to client to some extent, but for the most part, a lot of the key stages are here. It all begins with the organization determining a need for change. There are many considerations that trigger that change, and they identify that strategy, vision, goals, those core objectives to support the change, an assessment is usually performed to determine where their current state is as compared to where they would like to be and their defined goals and objectives. Overall, a plan is developed and then this is where the miracle happens and that would be an execution. 
the specific methodology used would be, you know, along the lines of the execution piece. So we might work in a more agile environment in one client and something more um, uh, long and laborious in other clients as well. But execution is the most difficult part of business transformation. There are situations where plans are made and expectations are set, and because of an inability to execute on those plans, the effort gets derailed. On the positive side, when plans are, uh, when planned properly and all the resources are on track, the execution can be quite successful and benefits can be realized. And so this is the critical piece. This is where all of the individual contributors and stakeholders, the execution team, all come together to make this happen. Organizational changes in staff may also be implemented. Training and retooling is, is considered. There might be new changed uh, policies, procedures that are put in place. There might be new departments added to the organization. There might be departments eliminated from the organization. Uh, of course, all along the way, there is clear communication and we begin to measure benefit realization and adoption methods. Measurements of results against goals, setting up metrics, KPIs, those sorts of things. There, there needs to be at some point a quantifiable way to determine if you are realizing benefits. Got it. Yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell at the end, isn't it? Um... You have to know how you're going to do it, and you have to have be able to measure what you're getting. Yep. Right. All right. So I'm going to abuse a, a cliche: the proof of the pudding is in the eating. And uh, <laughs> draw a connection to one of your hobbies being baking. Uh, maybe it's more than a hobby, really, for you, isn't it? Uh, a passion? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would say. Are there I any analogies say. you draw between business transformation and baking? <laughs> interesting that interesting that you asked. Yes, actually, um, and it, it is more than a hobby. I am a trained uh, pastry chef, focused on baking and pastry and a specialty artisan bread. So, so it is truly more than a hobby. I would say the key analogy I would use is is baking, and specifically, let's say baking a cake. Um, just as an assessment is done for a business transformation. An assessment would determine the goal and objective for, let's say, a single cake or an enterprise-level distribution of cakes. Um, <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> uh, is, uh, it's, it's a, is, uh, you know, is the solution focused in one area of the organization or across the enterprise? A transformation must be, continuing on with this analogy, a uh, transformation must be fully planned. If it's not planned properly, you may not be following, let's say, a recipe and directions for that cake. You may miss a task or step. You may miss a key ingredient like sugar, right, in a cake. And the cake or transformation may not turn out as intended. Also, we see this quite often. Timelines are aggressive, not given enough time. And if the transformation it's not given enough time. That transformation, it's not going to be fully baked. I love um, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have to plan, and you can't rush a business transformation. It will not be the cake you expect. 